Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This podcast is brought to you by Midland Radio USA, your leader in overlanding and off-road communications. Also, join the brigade at truckbrigade.com, the best of the best for off-road and overlanding gear. Rigid Industries Off-Road Lighting, own the night with Rigid. Radar Tires, an active supporter of the Breast Cancer Research Foundation and manufactured carbon neutral since 2013. Smittybill Off-Road, providing high-quality products built for living the off-road lifestyle. Welcome to the Anderson Overland Podcast. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome back to the Anderson Overland Podcast. My name is Joey Anderson. I am your special special super duper guide host for this fabulous day uh it's tuesday the 14th i'm recording this for the 15th which is tomorrow and uh, i'm excited this is going to be a two-part series that i'm gonna do on our top 10 favorite places to go overlanding and exploring and camping and you name it so let's just get right into it i'm i'm uh i gosh this is probably the coolest place that I have probably ever been. And, uh, mainly, uh, I don't know. It has a special place in my heart. I spent a lot of time in this town when I was a kid, uh, after really, really not a kid, but after I'd moved out or shortly before I moved out of the house, um, I spent a lot of time in this town and, uh, man, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful place and you have to experience it. It is June Lake, California, which is also known as the Switzerland of California. My God, that, that place is unbelievable. It's, they, they have a campground on the way into town called O Ridge, and it's named O Ridge for a reason, because when you come into town, the water and everything, just the scenery looks so beautiful. You just go, Oh my God. And, um, Man, I'll tell you what, there are not too many places that I've been where I'm just absolutely continually blown away by the beauty and the adventure and just all the awesome things that 
that uh, I've experienced there. I actually spent my honeymoon there at the Double Eagle Resort and Spa, which is down Canyon, as the locals say. Um, I kind of technically lived there, basically lived there for, uh, I don't know, a good year, um, driving back and forth, uh, back home to Southern California a couple times here and there and back up to June Lake for, gosh, most of the, the year, um, the year that I was up there, I believe was like 2000, maybe 1998, maybe, I don't remember. But the Double Eagle Resort and Spa was where we spent our honeymoon um, when we got married in 2001. And God, it was awesome. We spent three weeks up there and uh, actually partially in June Lake and partially in Lake Tahoe, which is another one on the list. Um, but gosh, there's so many awesome lakes. I mean, that, that town is just full of lakes. Those of you that know the surrounding area know what I'm talking about. Um, but as soon as you get into June Lake, um, there's June Lake. You, know, you see it first and foremost when you come uh, from the 395, which is Highway 395 that, that goes up California. Um, you get onto the June Lake Loop, which is, I believe, uh, the 158, if I'm not mistaken. And you make a left or a right, depending on which way you're going up the 395. It goes west from the 395. You pass O Ridge coming into town in June Lake. And right next to June Lake on the west side is Gull Lake. And that's another beautiful lake, really cool for fishing. Um, all these lakes are awesome for fishing. There's so much to do. And my favorite place to snowboard of all time, and I have been snowboarding all over the United States. Uh, Rob and I uh, technically did it for a living, um, competed. Uh, I was on a snowboard park team. She was an instructor. I drove a snowcat for a couple seasons. And, um, we're, we were deep into that. And June Mountain Ski Resort is by far my favorite place to go. There's always corduroy uh, through the entire day. And there's nobody there. And it is absolutely incredible. It's gotten a little expensive. Mammoth took them over um, years ago. And unfortunately, uh, back in the day, they, there was a gondola. And unfortunately, that gondola got taken out. Uh, because uh, if I remember right, there were bull wheel problems down below um, where the uh, bull wheel house was and they couldn't get parts or something. And, and, uh, unfortunately they just decided to take it out. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. And now you have to just ride this little, uh, two seater center pole, uh, chairlift up from the parking lot, uh, up to the main lodge, which is, uh, the antler bar up there, I believe, uh, which is like a famous, uh, place to go. Um, amazing. So if you have not been snowboarding or skiing at June Mountain Ski Area, it is definitely something you need to add to your bucket list. Um, but mainly we're there in the summertime and we camp uh, just north of, of June Lake um, out towards a shooting range out there uh, north of that. There's some really cool spots to go. Um, Reverse Peak is another really cool place above Grant Lake. Um, June Lake Loop actually goes into town and then it loops around and you'll hit, you know, June Lake, Gull Lake, Silver Lake, which is an, another incredible fishing lake and campgrounds and the whole nine yards. Um, and you keep taking the 158 of the June Lake, Lake Loop and it'll take you up to Grant Lake. And then eventually it just connects back onto the 395 up by Levining um, area. So Mono Lake uh, or Mono Lake, however you guys want to say it. Um, but my goodness, that place is awesome. There's water skiing, boating, jet skiing, everything on Grant Lake. Um, you can do um, boating and fishing on June Lake and Gold Lake and Silver Lake. 
Um, but you can't do jet skiing. I don't think other than, than, uh, on Grant Lake and Grant Lake sometimes is, uh, pretty low. Uh, the last couple of years has been pretty low, but I think this year after all the snowfall that we've been getting, um, it's going to be incredible. So there's some really cool hiking out of reverse Creek or I'm, I'm sorry, out of rush Creek. Um, there is a horsetail waterfall, which is right above the, um, the power plant there, which is just west of the Double Eagle Resort and Spa. If you go down Canyon a little bit further, you'll see the uh, the hydroelectric plant on your left and Rush Creek comes out of that. And there's a couple really cool hiking trails up to Horsetail Waterfall and Agnew Lake, which is up above it. Rush Creek goes from Agnew up, um, uh, up to Gem Lake. And there's just lakes everywhere up there. Um, gosh, it's like, you know, how far do you want to hike? But uh, just an incredible town, very, very cool place to check out. Um, you know, like I said, there's there's fishing, boating, jet skiing, snowboarding, skiing, hiking, uh, camping, shooting. I mean, you name it. Just a really, really neat town. And uh, if you get a chance, there is a little place right in town. It's the June, June Pie uh, Pizza Pie, I think it's called, or June Lake Pizza Pie Company. Um, it used to be the Sierra Inn. Um, but that's a really cool place. The T-Bar Social Club is below it. And then uh, Tiger Bar is right there too. Super cool places to eat. And there's a, if you want to spend the money um, and you want to get reservations, the Double Eagle Resort and Spa has a really, really cool restaurant that overlooks, um, it doesn't overlook, it looks at uh, Carson Peak, which is a beautiful, beautiful peak um, right there. And just, gosh, at sunset, right at, you know, dinner time, it's an incredible place. So, June Lake is definitely number one for me on the list. That is, uh, like I said, near and dear to my heart. The next one uh, is just south of there called Mammoth Lakes. If you guys have uh, experienced Mammoth Lakes, you know, Central California area, Mammoth is like the mecca of snowboarding and skiing. It's one of the biggest ski resorts in the country. And it's the same same thing. There's a ton of lakes around there. Lake Mary, um, Horseshoe Lake, um, just awesome, awesome lakes up above, uh, the main town of mammoth and fishing and bears and you name it. <laughs> I was, I was fishing this last summer actually on Lake Mary on the, the, uh, South side of the lake and just minding my own business, you know, casting out and, and reeling in. And, um, uh, a bear came up next to me, a, a massive, massive bear and just walked right by me. Like nothing ever happened. And, um, I guess uh, if I remember right, his name is Howard or something like he's, he's a well-known bear in town, um, or in that area up at Lake Mary. And there's some really cool boating and fishing and stuff and hiking around that lake. Um, really cool. You can do mountain biking too. I forgot to mention that mountain biking is huge up there. And I have done some of the coolest mountain biking in my life up at Mammoth Lakes. Robin and I actually long time ago, I took her up uh, she always gives me a hard time because uh, when we first met each other, I, I took her up to the top of Mountain High Ski Resort when she was learning how to uh, how to snowboard. And uh, this I was probably like, I don't know, 15. She was maybe 13 or 14. Um, actually, we might have been younger than that. Well, we, we've known each other for a long time. But we were up at the top of Mountain High. I took her to the very top. <laughs> And, uh, she never let me, uh, let me, uh, get away with that one. She, she's always, uh, held that above my head. Um, but I took her to the top and, you know, I was like, Hey, you know, you're going to learn how to do this. Let's go. And I did the same thing with her at the top of Mammoth. If you've ever been up to Mammoth Lakes, um, and have seen the gondola that goes up to the top of the mountain, it's pretty crazy. Uh, but the backside, uh, mountain biking down the backside of that mountain is absolutely awesome. 
so cool. Really, really neat uh, back and forths and switchbacks and S turns and, you know, just single track all the way down. I think we went a total of 18 miles. We took it all the way down into town uh, to Mammoth Village and it was incredible. So definitely check out Mammoth Lakes. Lots of really cool lodges. One of the lodges that we like staying at if we're not camping, like most of the time we're camping, but if we're doing just like a, you know, a little weekend thing or something and going up there for maybe celebrating an anniversary or, or something where we want to have the kids, you know, with us and do a pool or whatever and not camp. Um, there's some really, really neat lodges up there. Uh, Juniper Springs Lodge, Timber Ridge, um, just really, really awesome places to go. And I highly, highly recommend them. As far as camping in, in Mammoth, there's camping everywhere, just like in June Lake. You can pretty much camp around the entire perimeter of the, the main city there. Um, there's a really cool little secret lake up above the main lodge at Mammoth um, that if you would like to know how to get there, I'm not going to say it on the podcast, but if you'd like directions on how to get there or coordinates, I'd be more than happy to give them to you. If you contact me directly, you can contact me on Instagram or uh, email is andersonoverland at gmail.com. An amazing paddleboarding lake up there that it's kind of a little local secret and nobody's ever there. And it's an awesome, awesome place. I keep saying awesome. I'm sorry, but these places are absolutely awesome. So yeah, Lake Mary, Horseshoe Lake, Tamarack Lodge, all that stuff in Mammoth Lakes is very, very cool. And there is accommodations for pretty much every kind of lodge you can imagine. Uh, RVs, um, you know, hotels, really cool, like condo lodges and you name it. And obviously, like I said, super awesome camping south of town out off the 395 near Convict Lake. There's a really cool camping out there. You can camp out towards uh, the hot springs. There's hot springs all over the place on the east side of the 395. There's some really tucked away secret ones too that really no one uh, knows about that I can also give you directions to if you'd like. Um, but like I said, I don't want to put that on the podcast as I don't want it to just be, you know, inundated with people. But if you're interested in that, let me know. There's uh, just an unbelievable amount of trails between June Lake and Mammoth. And one of the coolest trails up there that I enjoy is around Obsidian Dome, which is south of June Lake, north of Mammoth. And it's right off the 395. There's there's signs to it. It's not like a secret or anything. And that was one of the coolest little like loop trails you go around this big obsidian dome. It's like a volcanic uh, caldera and you go up around this thing and the trail hugs the edge. And then at the very end, it gets pretty steep. It goes really down pretty steep and then goes up pretty steep. Totally doable with a four wheel drive. You're not going to be sketchy or anything, but it's just kind of a little bit of a challenge. We did it in a thunderstorm actually last time I was there and it was super fun. Lots of trails, like I said, on the east side of 395. There is snowmobiling in the wintertime there on the 395 between Mammoth and June Lake. And just absolutely cool, man. You you guys will so, so enjoy yourselves up there and want to come back over and over and over again. That's probably one of the coolest places in California. I'm, like I said, it's made my top 10. So yeah, so the first two, June Lake, California, Mammoth Lakes, California. Uh, the next one that I'm going to talk about <clears throat> is Bodie Ghost Town. That's what we named our son Bodie after is Bodie Ghost Town. It's one of the most preserved ghost towns in the United States. It is just above Mammoth, uh, about, I don't know, maybe an hour drive above Mammoth up to uh, like the Bridgeport area. It's before Bridgeport. You get up past Levining and up above Mono Lake and there's a little turnoff to go right towards Bodie Ghost Town. There's actually two ways to get there, but the main road to Bodie is up above the uh, Virginia Lakes area. 
And gosh, that is unreal to see that. It's it's basically like, I don't know, I think there's like, there was originally several thousand people there, uh, hundreds of structures there. And now there's probably, I don't know, maybe a hundred structures, maybe something like that. Uh, maybe a little less than that, but they're so well preserved. It's like they got up yesterday and left. It's, uh, it's crazy how, how preserved it is. And some of it is staged obviously, but it's crazy. You can walk around there and find square head nails and glass and, you know, parts to shoes and boots and, uh, buttons to things, you know, clothing items, stuff that, that have been there since the 1800s. And, you know, obviously you're not supposed to take them with you, but what Jetta and I, my daughter and I like to do when we go up there is we, we find a bunch of stuff at each home site and then we lay it out so everybody can see it. Um, so everybody can enjoy some of those things is not everybody is able to, you know, bend down or scour around like we are. Um, and some people just don't want to do that. And it's, it's cool to be able to provide, um, you know, those things for people to see. So we'll, we'll find a bunch of stuff and lay it out in front of the homes, you know, on a piece of rock or a piece of wood or something, just so people can see those things. It's just really cool to see that history. Uh, Bodie ghost town is really cool. And on the West side of the 395. There's another road just before Bridgeport that you can take to the west and um, it goes up to the old Dynamo hydroelectric plant that used to run Bodie and I believe it was the first of its kind in the United States and there's a funny story. I I don't uh, know the exact details, but something like they had to build or they, they built a power line from that hydroelectric plant all the way into Bodie ghost town, which is several, several miles. And they built it in an exact straight line because they were afraid they were going to have voltage loss or the the power wasn't going to work. And, uh, it's kind of funny nowadays they can, you know, put that, that wire wherever they want to, but yeah, pretty cool seeing the old dynamo site. If you, if you, um, if you want contact me, I'll give you guys directions to that. It's not like a hidden thing. It's super, you know, easy to get to and a public site all these places are well-maintained and the, um, I believe the national park service is the ones that, that run Bodie ghost town. I think it's like 15 bucks a person. When you get to the gate out there, it's probably like 15 miles from pavement, uh, from the 395. It's actually, I think like most of the road out there is paved and then it stops, I think like four or five miles from the gate and becomes dirt, but it's totally maintained and easy to get out there. I've seen people get out there in geo metros and stupid little cars like that. So, um, sometimes I, I don't think it'd be very fun to go out there in a vehicle like that, but you would make it, but yeah, check out Bodie ghost town. There's all sorts of trails that come in and out of Bodie. You can take one uh, out of Bodie that goes up and over the mountains into Bridgeport without even going back down the main road. It's four wheel drive, lots and lots and lots of places to camp out there. Absolutely beautiful. Um, and there's also some hot springs back there too. If you've listened to some of my podcasts about Bodie, um, June Lake Mammoth, there's a little bit more descriptive uh, locations. But um, if you haven't listened to those and you want some of those, like I said, just get a hold of me and be more than happy to, to give you uh, directions to those. Um, but like I said, I just don't want to announce them on the podcast because we just want to be able to preserve these these places as much as possible and um, you know not open up our uh, secret boxes too much. So. Yeah. Bodie ghost town. Check it out. Definitely Google that one. Put a pin on your map, do whatever you got to do to check that place out. Definitely worth the drive and the money to check that, that place, uh, out and see the history out there. Number four on the list, Lake Tahoe, California. There are a ton of places in California, obviously that we've been that are like top 10. 
Uh, we haven't spent much time in the eastern United States or the far north. Um, I've spent some time up up in the north, but my family hasn't. But so far as a family, since we've been doing overlanding, these are our places. And uh, we got a couple uh, that we'll talk about in Colorado, Arizona, Utah. Um, but like I said, this is going to be a two-part. So um, Lake Tahoe. Lake Tahoe is the bluest lake you've ever seen in your life. The most beautiful, large, you know, body of water that <laughs> that you've ever seen. It seems like when you get up there, it's crazy. It's like when you're on the beaches of Lake Tahoe, it's like you're looking out into an ocean. It's that big. It's unbelievable. Um, so if you have not been to Lake Tahoe, that's another great, great place to go. Like I said, tons of boating. You can do boating and fishing and kayaking and jet skiing and you name it on that lake. Um, they're, they're very, very good with preserving the quality of the water. So just, you know, any of these places that you go, be careful with what you, um, take with you. Don't pollute the areas and and make it, you know, um, worse, uh, for other people, make it better, leave it better than you found it, than you found it. Um, but there's a, a great little spot that I would highly recommend you check out. If you go to Lake Tahoe, it's called Emerald Bay. It's on the west shore of Lake Tahoe, above Homewood Resort and that area on your way up to like um, uh, Tahoe City area. Truckee, Truckee's north of there. But if you're heading that, that direction on the west side of the lake, you'll, you'll drive right into it, basically. Um, but Emerald, Emerald Bay is absolutely incredible. There's a, an island in the middle of it with a little castle on it. There's a lodge down on the south side of the bay, or I'm sorry, the west side of the bay, um, that, uh, you can stay at and it's, uh, so many historical buildings up there. There's old mansions and things that the park service has taken over the state and they've restored. And it, the history of these places is just mind blowing. And, and it's cool because you, you can go to these places and they've got all the history there for you to read and see. There's old like boat docks and stuff and boat like garages from back in the day that have these like railroad tracks that go straight into the water. Like you know, hundreds of feet into the water and you can see through that water so deep. I've been out on a boat in that lake and been able to see down to like 50 or 60 feet with no problem. That's how clear and blue this lake is. If you've, you've never experienced Lake Tahoe, I would highly recommend it. It's got some of the most epic skiing and snowboarding in the country. There are just like incredible amounts of ski resorts up there and terrain that will just blow your mind. Uh, One of my favorites is uh, Heavenly Ski Resort. Um, another one is Squaw Valley and gosh, it's just like, it's heaven up there for skiing and snowboarding. Absolute heaven. I have, I've been up there and in one weekend we got eight feet of snow. And I think right now Donner summit, which is just above mammoth. I think they've got something like 15 or 20 feet of snow, maybe even more. I think they've got like a season amount of like 53 feet or something. I heard absolutely crazy. But one place you got to check out in Tahoe, which is kind of away from all the hustle and bustle of South Lake Tahoe, which is the, you know, where all the casinos are on the Nevada side. Um, but the Northern part of Lake Tahoe is Tahoe city. That is a really, really neat little town. And there's a lot of Airbnbs there that you can stay at near Squaw Valley. And we actually stayed one that stayed at one this last summer for a couple nights in between camping that was right on the Truckee river. And we fished right off the back back uh, porch and it was pretty neat. Um, but there's just insane amounts of camping up there too. A lot of, um, a lot of, you know, established campgrounds up there or managed campgrounds, uh, not a lot of dispersed camping in Lake Tahoe itself, but South of Lake Tahoe 
uh, in the Hope Valley area, um, down towards Kirkwood. That is a really, really neat place to uh, disperse camp and, and uh, trail run. There's a bunch of really cool trails, some of which we've posted uh, on Instagram. I don't know if you've seen some of our Instagram posts, but there's one Instagram post on there or a couple of my forerunner going up and over this big, huge um, uh, pile of snow, this section of snow on this trail. And that's up near Kirkwood, uh, south of Lake Tahoe. And there's some really, really cool lakes up there. I think Blue Water Lake's up there and some really neat, neat trails where you can just drive up a little ways and play in the snow in the middle of the summer. There's still huge patches of snow like there was on that trail um, up in Lake Tahoe year round. And, and um, I've, I've definitely seen people snowboarding up there all summer on some of these patches, um, which is pretty cool. <laughs> so Hope Valley is a really neat place to camp South Lake Tahoe, south of Lake Tahoe, I should say on the way to Kirkwood. So lots of horseback riding up there too. Like I said, lots of historical sites, um, tons of hiking. Falling Leaf Lake is a really cool place to check out. There's a a place you can have lunch right on that lake. Um, That's on the west west area of Lake Tahoe. And um, yeah, and if you're into gambling and all that kind of stuff, South Lake Tahoe is really cool. Lots of places to see down there. Like I said, there's just lakes everywhere, absolutely everywhere and things to do and, you know, mountain villages and, and just, uh, resorts everywhere. Really neat place. So Lake Tahoe, definitely check it out. Uh, number five, number five on the list is another incredible place. I know I keep saying incredible, awesome and all these words, but man, they are, I mean, there's no other word to describe. It's like, take your breath away when you get to some of these places. But one of our favorites is Uray, Uray, Colorado. It's in the San Juan Mountains of Colorado. It's uh, like the southwest tip of Colorado. And Uray is an old mining town that uh, has been there forever and ever, along with Silverton and Telluride, uh, which are just close by. Um, but Uray's got a bunch of camping all around that town. Uh, south of town, between Uray and Silverton, there's just an incredible camping out there. Uh, Thistle Down Campground is really cool. It's right on a little river there. And um, just some of the most incredible trail riding, uh, you know, exploring that I've ever done up in the San Juan Mountains. Some uh, really popular trails that most of you off-roaders have heard of. Um, you know, uh, Blackberry, Imogene, uh, Alpine Loop, Engineer Pass, um, Animus Forks. All of those trails are around Uray. And if you've never been there, it is definitely something, like I said, you need to add to your bucket list like all these other ones. Uray, Colorado is one of the most incredible places I've ever experienced in my life. And I hope to go back there very soon. They had an event up there for a long time uh, called the FJ Summit. That's how we found it. And then they've since canceled that event, I think, uh, due to some things with town and just the the a plethora of people that would come in there and just pillage uh, the area. They, they stopped doing those events up there. Um, but you can still go up there and do self-guided tours or go, you know, or self-guided, you know, trail runs or have, uh, people take you up in Jeeps and show you around the area. Really, really neat. Some of the most amazing mining camps and old mining history buildings and old stamp mills and things, uh, that I've seen anywhere. So Uray, Colorado, definitely in town. If you're in, uh, the town of Uray itself, there's this place, uh, in town that they have an established hot springs resort and you can pay for the day to go sit in the hot springs and swim in their pools and use their water slides. You can't miss it. It's right in the middle of town, right next to the uh, baseball fields. That place is absolutely awesome. My God. So what we would do is we'd camp up there for like 10 days straight, go use the hot springs on and off to get our, uh, you know, showers and stuff. There's showers in there you can use. 
And um, then we go back out camping uh, for another couple days. And then we scuttle over to Telluride. There's a trail called Last Dollar Trail, Last Dollar Road from pretty much from Uray or Ridgeway, which is above Uray, all the way over to Telluride. And it's a really neat trail. It goes through all these just ranches and just this mountain countryside that is just breathtaking. Just some of the most incredible scenery you've ever seen in your life. And this trail goes and drops you into Telluride. And so we take that trail into Telluride, which is another uh, resort, uh, ski resort town. Um, it's a little bit bigger than you, Ray. They've got an airport and a massive ski resort there and, and uh, Alpine villages and things. Um, but the trail drops you down into Telluride and uh, we would go stay at the Peaks Resort at uh, Mountain Village. And the Peaks is like a super high end hotel. It's it's. Uh, I think it's probably like four hundred, four or $500 a night. I mean, it's like really expensive, but we would just spend two nights there and we'd save our money. So at the, the end of our camping trip, we'd go stay at the peaks for two nights and get refreshed and uh, be pampered and, and swim in the pool and eat in the village there, all sorts of really cool restaurants and places. And you don't get around there by car up at Mountain Village. You you take gondolas everywhere. You can take it into Old Town Telluride or up around uh, Mountain Village to get to and from the, the uh, restaurants to your hotel. And it is incredible how they have it laid out. But some of the real, like the the most awesome camping I've ever done too. Uh, like I said, Thistle Ground or Thistle Down Campground, uh, Yankee Boy area out in the woods out there, even up uh, off Alpine Loop. Um, engineer pass, you know, camping in those areas, dispersed camping in those areas is unreal. It definitely gets super cold up there in the summertime, just like Lake Tahoe or Bodie or Mammoth or June or any of these places are mainly mountain towns um, in this first section of this podcast um, or this first part of the series, I should say. And they get super cold. I mean, we're talking down into the 30s and 40s, even in the summertime because of such high elevation. Um, there's peaks in the San Juans that you're traveling through uh, the San Juan Mountains from Uray to Telluride to Silverton that can hit up to uh, 13 to 14,000 feet. So you can imagine the temperatures, you know, at those elevations during the summer. So Uray, Colorado, it's O-U-R-A-Y. That's how it's spelled. It's pronounced Uray. So check it out. Silverton is another town south of there. My great-great-grandfather was a train engineer for the Silverton Railroad for 45 years. My mom was raised in that town. And uh, so that's another reason that that area holds a special place in my heart. Uh, Durango, uh, the Durango-Silverton Railroad is um, a pretty uh, huge staple in my, my family's history and uh, legacy. And it's pretty neat for us to go up there and, and know that my grandfather worked up there for so many years. I actually have his retirement pin and it's just really neat to sit in that town next to the railroad and see that, that, uh, train going by and just knowing the history that we have there. Um, Silverton's an awesome little town too. really cool little shops to walk through and just a really neat place to check out. And between Silverton and Uray, there's lots of camping out there too. Um, just look up, uh, dispersed camping, um, overlanding in that area and you will not be, uh, disappointed in any way, shape or form. I guarantee you. So number five on this list is Utah. Um, gosh, up by this place called Camas. It starts with a K, K-A-M-A-S, Camas, Utah. Up at the top of uh, Camas area, there's Moosehorn Lake and just the most awesome, like just mind-blowing trout fishing I've ever done up there. 
at Moosehorn Lake. And and I had no idea when we went up there that there's moose. I mean, obviously they they call the lake Moosehorn Lake. It sits at about 11,500 feet and there's a little campground next to it. You can disperse camp around there too. And there's a moose. We saw a massive moose up there and I had no idea that there was moose in Utah, but obviously there is. So definitely be careful if you're up there, there's bears and all sorts of stuff up in these towns and in uh, these areas. You got to be really careful when you're camping, but Camas, Utah is another awesome place to go. Incredible views and scenery and lots of stuff to do. I would say Utah is like, um, it's a lot different than, than Colorado or California. The, the terrain is just a lot more like rolling hills kind of, but they're at just as high altitude. You know, you're, it's just weird. There's, there's some really, obviously some really big peaks and stuff like there is in California and, you know, Uray and stuff, um, jagged peaks, but I've, I've noticed that a lot of Utah is just these rolling hills. They're just, they're massive mountains, but they're not like really jagged at the top. Um, it's cool. There's, there's lots of stuff, uh, to do in Utah as well, hunting and fishing and boating and four by four and the whole nine yards. And what we like to do is in Utah up by Cedar city and, um, you know, uh, salt Lake area and park city and Camas is just find fire roads and we'll follow those fire roads until they dead end and find a place to camp and, um, you know, make sure that we confirm on the map before we go to some of these places that we can camp there. We're not on private property, obviously. Um, but Utah has some really cool places like Bonneville salt, salt flats, um, Brighton ski resort, uh, park city ski resort. There's a crazy road that goes up and over from Brighton, um, up to, the peak up there, I think it's called Guardsman's Pass and drops you back down into Park City. There's a, a little hotel down there called the Peaks Resort as well in, in Park City. That was a really cool little hotel to, to kind of get refreshed at for a night if you need to, if you've been out camping for a couple weeks. Um, with a family, I have to do that with the girls. I got to I gotta get a hotel uh, every couple uh, you know weeks or if we're out for you know eight to 10 days, get a hotel for the night so they can refresh, take showers and stuff, and then we head back out. Um, but the peaks in, um, in park city is really cool. And, uh, you know, as you're coming over from, if you're traveling from Lake Tahoe, which we did, you go across Nevada, Northern Nevada, and you actually go right across the Bonneville salt flats into salt Lake city. And then you start driving up into the mountains of park city and stuff. And that's where, uh, all the camping and all the really cool stuff is. So definitely, uh, definitely got to check that out. It's, um, it's just really neat how everything's laid out. Actually, it's, it's kind of cool. Like on the, you know, the foothills of the resorts, there's lakes everywhere, uh, just like there is with Mammoth and, and June and, uh, just a different type of people and a different place. Um, the people in Utah are super nice and just, you know, take their shirt off their back for you. There are, um, some towns that aren't so welcoming that we've been through that you can kind of get, catch that vibe that, um, you know, they, they don't want you there, but you get that in a lot of areas. I mean, we were like that in big bear with locals coming up to big bear Lake when we, uh, lived up there. And, uh, that's another one on my list that we'll talk about on the, uh, in, in part two of the series. Um, but you know, we, we were like that too, in some ways, but you know, we'd still treat people with respect and, and, uh, help people out when they needed it. But there's some towns that I've been at in Utah where you're like, Oh my God, like I, I definitely don't feel welcome here, but you know, it's just the vibe. Uh, there's a part of Utah that we really enjoyed this last summer called Duck Creek. Uh, Panguitch Lake is another really cool place to check, check out. 
There's there's incredible camping back there up by uh, Brian Head Resort. There's really, really neat places up there to camp and overlook like Cedar Breaks and Zion and Bryson and all those places or Bryce, not Bryson. Um, that That's just one of those those uh, states that you need to add to your list. Just incredible. So there's uh, places to camp in all these these areas and all these towns and around them that I can definitely give you some coordinates to. Um, I definitely hold some t- uh, close to my chest, but there's some that, you know, are pretty well known that it's not like I'm feeling bad about giving them out because most people know about them. Uh, so if you are interested in doing that, please let us know. Be more than happy to give you that information. Like I said, AndersonOverland at gmail.com. You can reach us at AndersonOverland.com as well. And I would just love to uh, provide you guys with a guide of, you know, how to enjoy these places that you want to go see. So, um, you know, there's other, other towns, you know, south of Mammoth Lakes, uh, like Bishop, uh, Lake Sabrina, Convict Lake, uh, Crawley Lake, Tom's Place, really cool little towns uh, off the 395 and just awesome fishing. If you guys are into fishing, trout fishing, man, I can, I can definitely tell you about some really, really neat places to check out. I just started fishing a couple years ago and I'm learning. I'm definitely a beginner. Um, but gosh, we had such a great time, uh, going up there and there's just, just lakes everywhere. It's incredible how many lakes are up there. It's mind blowing, like I said, and and there's hot springs everywhere. Um, and little uh, swimming holes and, and just an insane amount of history. Um, you know, I've talked about Cerro Gordo, which is a ghost town off 395 in the Owens Valley area on the way up to Mammoth from, uh, you know, uh, Southern California and just incredible, incredible history. If you have not checked out Cerro Gordo on YouTube, there's a guy named Brent and he manages it and he's put some videos up there. He bought this, this ghost town of Cerro Gordo a couple years ago and is restoring it. And it's just incredible. He, he's got tons of mines all over the place and he's shot video of him in down in these mines and camping down in these mines in the middle of the night and just it's really cool. So if you, you haven't checked that out, definitely encourage you to check that out. Um, like I said, Cerro Gordo, uh, ghost town on YouTube and Brent's just a really neat guy. Just, uh, just really cool to watch what they're doing up there and, and, uh, restoring these old buildings and, and the history of that place. So anyways, uh, like I said, this is going to be series one. I think I'm going to do two or three of these, uh, with another five places to check out that are, that are on our list. Maybe we'll do 10 or 15 of these. I don't know. I haven't decided yet, but I hope you guys are all doing well. We're, we're trying to uh, set up some more interviews and we're going to be going to the Overland Expo. Like I've been saying, uh, we've been trying to coordinate doing a run out to Expo. Um, but, uh, I'm trying to find some people to help me coordinate it. And, uh, it's been a challenge, but thanks uh, to all of you guys that have reached out, uh, recently and offered, um, trying to kind of work it out with my schedule and figure out what I want to do with, with the family too, and, and what we're going to, um, set up. So anyways, keep in touch with us, uh, watch our Instagram. We'll be making announcements on that as we go along. And uh, worst case scenario, we will be at the expo and we're going to be setting up a ton of interviews just like we did last year with some big players. So it's super cool to, to talk to these people about their experiences in the overland industry and, and with these products and stuff that we use every day. And a huge shout out to the sponsors that support the podcast and all of you guys, number one, all of you guys that listen and have stayed loyal to us all this time. So thank you again. Stay in touch with us and share this podcast with your friends. Leave us a a review, whether you like it or you don't. I really appreciate it. It helps me uh, be better. So, and uh, not talk about stuff that people aren't interested in or, or uh, vice versa. So 
lots more content coming and really cool stuff. We, we just this last week installed a repeater here in the Valley, in the Mojave Valley area of Arizona up by Bullhead Laughlin, uh, that covers the whole area that Midland USA was very gracious in giving to us. We went and installed that. So if you guys are using GMRS radios out here in the Bullhead city area or Laughlin area, if you're a listener out here, um, there's a ton of off-roading out here. There's a, a massive side-by-side community out here. And if you guys are into that, it's on channel 15. So um, let me know if you need any, for, any information on that and how to use it and be more than happy to, to provide that for you. So we're looking at putting another one on the north end of town up by Lake Mojave area, uh, northern Bullhead to cover that part of the valley too a little bit more. And so I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week and stay safe out there and stay tuned. We'll talk to you guys soon. Much more coming. Love you. Bye-bye.